Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to another exciting edition of the Pointless Exercise Podcast. It's been, it seems like only yesterday that Mitch Trubisky was winning the Nickelodeon MVP. <laughs> but apparently, that was an entire off-season ago, because it's time to bring back the Bears Podcast. And with me, as always, is Mike Pusateri. Mike, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Let's uh, let's bear down. Grr. <laughs> uh, as always if you enjoy the podcast you can also follow uh each of us on various uh formats you can subscribe to the, to this podcast uh go to wherever you buy your free podcasts uh, or discipio.com and there's an easy way to sign up there you can subscribe to the pointless exercise newsletter pointlessexercise.com and mike uh where can the good folks enjoy all of your work they can uh, find me at uh, MikePusateri.com and uh, also on the IMDb, the Insta, and Twitter. And I will be performing live stand-up uh, Friday, October 1st. So just a few weeks from now. First time since the pandemic began that I'll be live in a comedy club. So I'll post the link to tickets in uh, one of those platforms or something at some point. If anybody is interested, that'll be in Burbank. Beautiful downtown Burbank, California. Good. Sounds good. Yes. Um, That's flappers. I should probably say that. Flappers. <laughs> flappers. Yes. Are you going to be uh, teleporting back to the 1920s? Well, we'll have to wait and see. Wasn't that? Weren't that were flappers? Weren't they? That's when they were. That's when they were big. Were they the dames? Yes. In the 20s? I think they were. I think they were. Flapping around. So yeah, the. Uh, uh, the Bears are back, and they, they open on Sunday night in front of God and Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth and Stan Kroenke's toupee and you. And me. I will be there as so, you. Before one of our, remember this crap, Donnie and I were talking about this and um, said, you know, Mike's telling me he's going to the game, making a big deal out of it. And he's like, what do you care? You don't, you don't ever want to go to another football game or another NFL game in person. I would make an exception to see the stadium. Yes, absolutely. Like, I have no desire to go to Soldier Field ever again. Yeah. I'm good. I've seen that enough. But SoFi, this is their essentially their debut because it's the first time with fans in a real game. So, SoFi, it was a – how many billion dollars did the stadium cost? I think it was 78. 78 billion dollars. 78 billion. <laughs> it's probably worth it. It looks really cool. Oh, Yes. Um, so, yeah, so I will be interested, uh, maybe more so than your uh, breakdown of, uh, well, I, I hopefully you have a good angle uh, when the ambulance comes out on the field to cart Andy Dalton off. <laughs> uh, but other than that, we'll probably be more interested in the amenities. You know who's going to be really interested? Uh, frequent listener of the podcast, 
uh, Ted Phillips. Oh, good. Well, yeah, Ted, he plans uh, the the Arlington Heights version, right? Um, which I believe is going. They've already locked up the sponsor for that. SoFi, of course, major financial institution. So is the one the Bears have payday loans. <laughs> Ted's very excited yeah. about it. Yeah, um, it's it's a it's a forty billion dollar uh, sponsorship. Uh, it's a dollar a week for 40 billion weeks. He works out a great deal. <laughs> right, right, right. Sounds like the Chicago parking meter deal. <laughs> well, I'll be happy to give Ted uh, all kinds of suggestions, and I'm sure they'll be met with. We can't afford that. We can't. So, so when you when you had something to plug, what I was really hoping. I mean, that's great. I'm glad you're uh, I'm glad you're going to be in the club. I was, just for the timing. I was like, oh, 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 is he is he in Chicago party ant? Mm. I know. Season I know. two, I'll bet. Season two. Chris, if start, you're listening, put me in that. We're going to start a petition drive. I'm get, very excited. To get you into season two of Chicago Party Ant. Let's do that. Chicago now, is Party there Ant. Any, is there any way that show is either going to be really funny or terrible, right? Is there? Can there be an in-between there? Well, Andy, as you pointed out, I'm hoping to work on that show at some point. So I'm going to go with this. going to be really, <laughs> yes, really funny. There's a lot. Of, that's right. Sorry. There's a lot of nuance in between there. They could be. <laughs> Actually, I think the scale goes from excellent on the one act to really very good on the other. Yes. Yes. Um, I basically just want to, I don't want to talk about the business. I just want to talk about um, only murders in the building for the next 45 minutes. There you go. Steve Martin. Martin Short. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez. Yes. Amy, Amy Ryan is in that. Sting. Yeah. Sting's in it. Yeah. Sting's in it. All right. We probably should talk about the Bears because that's. I guess we should. Yeah. That's it's it is the Bear podcast. <laughs> it's ostensibly why we're here. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So this is the uh, the hundred and third championship season for the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Um. They're going for their eleventh championship. Is that right? That sounds good. I think that's right. I think they have. Yeah. Is it ten plus the Super Bowl or ten? I feel uh, like eleven is right. Where's Where's Donahue when I need him? Because I don't remember any of this. Shit. Yeah, um, we're the anti-Donahue. We can't remember anything. No, forget forget all of this. That's the yeah. That's this podcast. Um, <laughs> drink to forget. That's the new podcast. Um. Uh, Bears winning a winning preseason, and I think that's wow. really, really what counts. <laughs> Which Matt means Nagy so much. will tell you they're coming in on a on a. They won two out of the last three, red hot. I don't want to listen to anything Matt Nagy's going to tell me. Can I just say that right now? I had a question uh, occur to me tonight. Actually, while I was I was I was, I was down here, I was not actively listening to the Cub game, but it was on, and I could tell Taylor was droning on about something. Just mm-hmm. it was white noise basically at this point, and I, I thought mm-hmm. I don't know why this thought occurred to me, but what? How much mixed feelings would you have if somebody said right on, you know, on Sunday, hey, the Bears fired Jeff Joniak, <laughs> and Taylor McGregor is going to be the new play-by-play person? Oh wow, man! I think I'd roll the dice on Taylor. Yeah, just on the have... off chance that she actually mentions. The down and distance and right. the score once in a while would be an improvement over. I'd be fine with it. Over the Jeff I'd be Joni fine egg. with it. What if, what if a Zach Zaidman was going to replace <sighs> a Jeff Joni? Then what would you do? 
it's easy enough to avoid the bears on the radio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, you know, if he was their former, uh, former sideline monkey for mm-hmm. years before him and Grody switched jobs for some reason. I don't know why. Uh, yeah. So the bears, bears are facing the Rams. We watched the preseason. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we got to see uh, Justin Fields play quite a bit, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, enough, I think, that uh, I just think we'd like to see more of that, please. I, I think we would. I think uh, everybody outside of Hallis Hall would like to see more of that. Uh, so it, it kind of brings it begs the question. Is yeah. that the proper use of that? Um we know he's not starting Sunday. Although, here here's an ironic, is it irony or coincidence? I guess it would be coincidence if it happened. Not irony. Um, I guess it was week two last season. Chargers Chiefs in SoFi. Mm-hmm. Mere minutes before the game started, Anthony Lynn had to wander over to his rookie quarterback and say, you're in. Because mm-hmm. a trainer had accidentally collapsed Tyrod Taylor's lung. <laughs> Trying to give him, I don't know what he was trying to give him a shot in the lung. You should get people's shots in the lung before games. Probably not. No. Uh, Tyrod's a Bron- oh, no a uh, Tyrod's a Texan now. Never got back on the field because once Justin Herbert. So could it have? Could we have a different Justin? Could could we get uh, who's the who's the trainer? Tony Medlin, the guy with the coat drive. Could we get Tony Medlin to just <laughs> accidentally stick a syringe? Into Legrando Orange on the sidelines right before kickoff, and now Fields has to go in. <laughs> well, with with the Bears' offensive line, I mean Andy Dalton getting injured is not exactly right. a, a no, stretch. Tony, put the syringe down. Uh, Jason Peters is going to make sure that Andy's <laughs> lung gets collapsed. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I was looking at the schedule. And I know we're going to talk about the schedule, but to your question about when, when does it, Justin Fields start? Yeah, when does he start? So if you look at the schedule, the first four games are actually pretty relatively predictable. Like week one against the Rams, they're going to get their ass kicked, right? I mean, let's be honest. Um, the Bengals, they'll win that. At Cleveland, they'll lose that. Yep. And then they host Detroit, they'll win that. Two after four games. So those first four games, doesn't really matter who the quarterback is. Now, then you get to the Las Vegas Raiders in week five. You get to that game. I like the Bears' chances if Justin Fields is the starting quarterback. I don't like them if it's Andy Dalton. Is that game Is that game in the Roomba Dome, or is that in – it is. It's in Vegas. It is. Yes, it is. It's in Vegas. Yeah, I have a feeling that the Raiders are going to have a – well, for a lot of reasons. I think they're going to have a real home field advantage – in that thing. I've yeah. seen that stadium. It really does look like a Roomba parked out in the desert. I've seen it from the outside. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Um, yeah. I th- A, because I think they're going to, it's going to be loud in there. I think it's going to be a, a cool place to go see a game. Plus yes. you've got the whole guys going to Vegas. Right. Yeah, definitely. I'm yeah. sure these very mature NFL players, where there's a business trip. <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. If the Raiders don't have a home field advantage, they're doing it wrong. Yeah. Which the Raiders tend to do a lot of things wrong, so we'll see. That's but, true. yeah. But well, that's the game where it matters most that Justin Fields 
starts again saying this as a guy who wants him to start Sunday night. Two years ago in London, the Raiders didn't have any healthy wide receivers against the Bears. Remember this game? Mm-hmm. And John Gruden basically said, fuck it. He just, he only threw the tight end and they just ran the ball right down the Bears' ass all day. Yep. Beat the shit out of him. Uh, because yep. it's, even though Gruden's a caricature and a weirdo and whatever, he's a pretty good football coach. Yeah, he is. And he's a lot better football coach than Matt Nagy. And he, he reminded yeah. everybody of that that day. Yeah. Because the yes. Bears had no answers for that. They just got run over. Right. And and the Bears, frankly, could have hired Chucky instead of Nagy. Uh, that's an interview I'd like. How would you like to – John Gruden sitting down with Vaj McCaskey. <laughs> now, there's a <sighs> uh, – he seems like a nice boy. How old is he, 14? He's 58. <laughs> oh. Very, very intense. Yeah. So uh, the idea behind is it because of the uh, what, what makes you what makes you think that Andy Dalton can't handle the Raiders? I, I just think um, I think in that environment um, he he is he's not he's he's really not that good of a quarterback. He, it's it's arguable whether he's even better than Mitch. You know, Andy Dalton. Now, I think he is, but if you look at the numbers from last year. Mitch's are actually somewhat favorable to Andy Dalton. So uh, he is not to me. I mean, we're talking about, you know, uh, yeah, yeah, I think you said in one of your newsletters, you know, the quarterback is, is the most important position in the sport. It's probably the most important position an NFL quarterback in any sport. Yeah. It's probably that or a, uh, well, I was going to say shortstop, but I don't even know if that's true anymore. I don't think it's true. No, I think it's, I think, yeah, it's uh, probably, I think more is put on the shoulders of the quarterback. Yeah, than any yeah. other team sport. Uh, I don't know right. about. I don't know all the water polo positions. Well, other than drowning, is that a position? We, no, that's. I a, think so. That's an outcome. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I look at this Bears team. Look, if if Andy Dalton is a starter, I, I see their ceiling is about seven wins. If Justin Fields is a starter for all seventeen games, I think their ceiling could be ten wins. Now it doesn't sound like a lot, but in the in the NFL, that's well, it's a three games. Difference. It's the equivalent of that's a, it would be a thirty game swing in baseball. Yeah. So uh, I, I I don't see you know you know uh, we have seen a guy like you know we we have never had a guy like Justin Fields obviously. And well, just I, I, um, uh, Peter Tom Willis, right? Maybe Tom maybe Will Fuhr were they as good? You know, maybe a young Craig Krenzel. Bob Avellini. <laughs> Fuck Avellini. You're triggering me. <laughs> I'm Mike Phipps. Young young Andy hated Bob Avellini with a passion. Yeah, oh, I would have as did as did young uh, as did young Mike and every young Bear fan <laughs> who watched those teams. Um <clears throat> Dad was like, Oh, you never you, know, you think he's bad. You never saw Bobby Douglas. Like, yeah. Yeah. Right. Douglas. Um yeah, and I think you know, there's there's this notion that that some seem to have that well, it's much better for Fields to, you know, watch for a year. Well, why why does anybody suppose that he's going to be better watching Andy Dalton for a year as opposed to playing for a year? A and B with the way that the Brian Pace has mismanaged this this cap, they have so much dead cap they're, for next year. How are they going to improve this team? They're the oldest team in the NFL. Yeah, they have only a handful of draft picks next year. And they already have $20 million of dead money on the cap. 
which could get to 30 pretty easily with Foles and, and Quinn potentially. Well, you, got, you get you get done with Nick, right? He's a little. This is his last year. I think he's done after this. Mm-hmm. I think he'd get him off the cap. Um, Quinn too, I think. Quinn's contract was structured weird in that it was impossible to trade him this year. It was it was going to cost them. It was it was there was like no cap relief if you traded him, and then nobody right, wanted right, him. Right, right, right. So yeah. you'd have to have sent something with him to get somebody to take him, and then it wasn't going to help your cap anyway. It was just a terrible yeah. signing. At a position where he's actually pace is good at picking up guys who you've never heard of and getting and and then the defensive line gets production out of them. Mm-hmm. Why right. did he all of a sudden think he needed? He was already paying Khalil Mack, right? Why did he need another high-priced outside linebacker defensive end? He needed a guy to help take some of the heat off of Khalil, right? It also helped if the defensive coordinator had any idea how to scheme him. So hopefully, Sean Desai is. Um, a little more creative than Chuck Pagano. Mm-hmm. It didn't make any that it, that expenditure didn't make any sense. J- no, Jimmy, didn't. Jimmy Graham didn't. didn't make any sense. No, you can get tight ends, or I mean, Jesper Horstead, like you know, they yeah, right they picked him up at a polo match or some shit in the Ivy League, and he's Jesse. Actually, probably the best example of that is Jesse James, just like wandered in off the street one day. Yeah, right, right. And all of a sudden, Justin Fields is like you know, completing eight passes a preseason game to him. So, so here's the Bears' depth chart at tight end. Cole Komet, okay, uh, Jimmy Graham, Jesse James, and then they have other, J.P. Holtz and Jesper Horstead. You have five five tight ends of the depth chart. Yeah, I think Holtz is gone. I think. Is he? Or maybe he's practice squatted. Could be. I think the I think the four they have on the on the fifty three are. Oh, it could be. Remember one point well, last year they had ten on the and the, they had an eighty man yes. camp roster. They had ten tight ends. On on <laughs> I don't now look. I don't know if this is a, a one a, of a, every eight players <laughs> is a tight end. I don't know if this site is legit or is not, it but it's bleedbearorange.com. It's, <laughs> no, it's it's chicagobears.com. Oh no, there's no way. <laughs> Larry, and Larry Mayer had six scotches at lunch, and he doesn't even know. And their team death chart has uh, has JP Holtz listed as other, other with uh, Jesper Horstead um, and the maybe because they didn't keep Craig Knoll, right? Right. So they kept JP Holtz instead of Craig Knoll. Much to yeah. Hubs chagrin. Point being, why do we have seventy eight tight ends on the roster? And and why did we take the cap hit with Jimmy Graham? Well, that's the question, right? If you if if with Jimmy Graham, you still need four more tight ends. Maybe you could have lived without Jimmy Graham. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That might yeah. be the, that's like, we're going to carry two holders this year because the one guy we got, isn't very good. Like, well, maybe <laughs> don't keep him then. There's a thought. Let's keep the one guy who is good. How about that? Huh? Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Um, The the fascination with actually I don't I, the Dalton thing confuses me. I don't mind having him on the on the roster. I think he's oh, I fine. I if I never saw Nick Foles again, I'd be perfectly content. Yeah. Um, but this idea that well we brought him in to be the starter, so we need to at least let him start for why is he a is he an eighth grader? Are we worried that his self esteem is going to be crushed forever? You're paying him ten yeah. million dollars. I mean, yeah, right. That's enough self-esteem right there, the $10 million. And then the whole idea, I think, that um, it, it gets back. This is weird. So the idea that it's it's really beneficial to a quarterback to sit 
was when the uh, the Houston Oilers, before they moved to Tennessee, sat Steve McNair for a whole year. Mm-hmm. And then he turned into a borderline Hall of Fame uh, player. Mm-hmm. This is not that. And this is also not Patrick Mahomes sitting for almost the entire season. He got a token appearance in the last game of his rookie season. Mahomes right. basically admitted that like, his knowledge of little football things wasn't up to par when his rookie season started. He was a Texas Tech. They didn't huddle. They didn't call. Every play got called by the sidelines. Everybody would turn and look. Right. Cliff Kingsbury would call the play in. There were mechanical things that he didn't have very much experience with, and he said, "I wasn't. If they'd have tried to start me week one, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. By week six, sure, I was ready. Right. To, if if Alex Smith had gotten hurt, I was ready to come in. Of course, then the Chiefs were so good they had a they uh, they didn't need to even win the last game of the season because they were going to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So it made sense. And then a lot of people were shocked when they just cut bait with Alex and went right to Mahomes because they knew what they had. They had yeah. seen him. This yeah. isn't that." You don't no. have a playoff team with a serviceable quarterback. You have a team that honestly needs Justin Fields. You also have a guy in Justin Fields who played a lot more football and a and much who, bigger program and, and ran a ran an offense the way NFL quarterbacks run it. Now clearly he's going right. to see more complicated defense and stuff than college guys do, but he's light years ahead of where Steve McNair was coming out of Alcorn State, where Patrick Mahomes was coming out of Texas Tech, and where right. Mitch was. Because Mitch had only started for one year, and he went to fucking North Carolina, where North Carolina. they ran right. four plays, and they were written on the back of a red man pouch. Right. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, and let us not forget, going into the season last year, everybody thought Justin Fields was going to be the second overall mm-hmm. pick. And it's weird, because he didn't do anything during the season to, to justify not being the second pick. Right. I agree. Like, he dismantled Clemson. He had a he had a bad game against Northwestern that the Ohio State comfortably won, mm-hmm. and then he didn't beat Alabama. Oh, right. Well, okay, <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. Uh, much to the Bears' dumb luck, though. You know, there's much to the Bears' dumb luck. We've talked yeah. about this all the time. It'll come up a million times. Nobody likes to complicate shit more than football coaches. Right. They make everything harder than it should be. And if something is obvious, they don't trust it, and they have to pick it apart. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that the Jags didn't, didn't like wring their hands over Trevor Lawrence, who has mm-hmm. to be like the yeah. most no-brainer quarterback in the last 20 years. I'm sure there's some dopey scout in there going, oh, I don't know. <laughs> he got married when he was in college. That seems weird. Right. Okay. Have you seen his wife? Maybe you see why he got married in college. Right. Um, right. So in a way, I guess it didn't surprise me that they overthink it, and you end up with, you know, Zach Wilson going second, which I'm sure is going to be, I he's he looks like he's eight years old. That little fucker can. Anyway, he's not even that little. He can really throw. I don't know mm-hmm. if he'll be any good, but oh, it he makes some just ridiculous throws. The one I didn't understand, but I was happy was uh, Trey Lance. Yeah. To the Niners. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't care. I didn't want Trey right, right. I want Justin us. Fields. The Bears got Justin Fields. Right. Um, it really would have been nice if the – like how much respect would you have had for George McCaskey <laughs> if the day after the draft he has a press conference. He's like, I'd really like to congratulate Ryan Pace for you know, trading up and getting Justin Fields and Matt Nagy for his evaluation. Uh, we got Justin Fields. 
So they're both fired because we're going to get somebody in here who can build a fucking team around him and somebody who can coach him. Yeah. We'd like right. to thank them for helping us acquire him. And now they're going to go bye-bye. Right. Right. He would have been a, 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 a civic hero. But that, but now that isn't that, isn't that interesting though? Isn't that the reason that we're going to hear all season long about why you can't fire Pace and Nagy, right? Cause you can't do that to Justin Wilson. Justin Wilson, Justin Fields, because the Bears have a history oh, of doing God. it. Right? Can you imagine Justin Wilson? What would his helmet look like? Oh my God! <laughs> Great gazoo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the Bears have a, have a history of doing that, right? They did that with with Grossman and other guys. They replace the staff after their second year, and you're going to hear this all. Yeah, Mitch. Perfect, Mitch. So we're going to hear Mitch this. Is all actually, season. Mitch is a great example of how they completely wasted his rookie year. Totally, just wasted it. Um, they clearly didn't even trust John Fox enough to tell him who they were picking. Mm-hmm. If you don't trust him enough to pick him, then go find your coach right now. Don't w- don't right. Don't and, waste it. He's too he's too valuable. Um, yeah, I, it's clear yeah. It, that weird the collaboration press conference from oh, might have been the last Bear podcast we did. Might have been. Yeah, we didn't do an emergency one after the draft. I don't think. We didn't know. No. That's us. what this one is. It took us a while to respond <laughs> to the emergency. Um, right. But that whole thing was—you could just—you could just tell George didn't want to fire anybody. No, you could say it totally. And so he's still not going to want to. Much right. to our chagrin, chagrin, and detriment. Yeah, and and so so. What are the chances he fires those guys? At, as you point, he's not going to fire him, or certainly not going to fire Nagy during the season. What are the chances that he does it at the end of this year? I don't think they're very good. Um. Okay, so that brings up a good a point that um. I've heard. I don't know why. And I, I wrote this. I don't know why I do this to myself. I, I do. I listen to Bill Simmons' podcast because <laughs> who his guests are. And I've heard him at least on three of those podcasts, which says more about me than should, that I've listened to three of them. And he's like, ah, great bet is Matt Nagy first coach fired. (laughs) That's the worst bet. There is no way. There's no no way they'll fire him during the season. Mm -hmm. And the perfect example of that, and I wrote that, was the Bears under Mark Trussman gave up 107 points in back-to-back games, and he didn't get fired. That team literally, that team quit. Yes. They quit on him during the season, and he didn't get fired. Now this team's not going to quit on Nagy. Right. I think they they I think the players seem to genuinely like him. I think they probably look at him like ah, I wish we had a better coach, but he seems like a, you know seems like a pretty decent guy. So they're yeah. not going to quit on him. So th- no matter how how bad it gets, win loss wise, which I don't think it's going to get that bad. I just think they're going to be eh. Mm-hmm. There's there's no way he's going to get fired. And you're right, it's gonna it might not get bad enough for them to feel like they have to move him out. At the end of the season, and I think the key for him is going to be if if it at least seems like um, Fields is getting better mm-hmm. as the season goes, then he's guaranteed to keep that job. I think oh, the for- only way he loses it if people are like, this this guy's not the right fit for Justin Fields. Right. Because no matter if you're Ryan Pace or Matt Nagy or anybody, this is the Bears are Justin Fields and yes. everybody else right now. It's yeah, all absolutely. about him. Right. And him going forward. And so if you can convince the McCaskies that you are an asset in that development, you're fine. 
Yep. No matter if you go, you know, nine and eight or four and thirteen. They're like, oh no, it's, it's, I think next year is going to be good. Even though mm-hmm. next year now it's like, oh, our salary, we're in horrible salary cap hell. Now, right. one of the things about the salary cap this year, the Saints ran into the same problem the Bears did. For a long time, NFL teams have operated with the salary cap is eh, kind of an advisory thing. Mm-hmm. Because it mm-hmm. always went up enough that you could be up at the top of the cap, but then you got bailed out. You know, new TV contract, new whatever, and there was always room. It's, it's there's always money in the banana stand. There was always money under the salary cap until last right. year with COVID, mm-hmm. and it barely went up. Right. And teams that were capped to the top, like the Bears and the Saints, who had always just counted on it's never that bad. We'll always figure a way out. Couldn't. Mm-hmm. You were screwed. You had to actually cut guys. Uh, I don't think the Bears did a very good job of picking who they would cut. No. But and so. There's, it's not going to do that next year. And that's you could already tell Pace is counting on that. In fact, there's, there's some <clears> thought that it will have a correction. That it'll hmm. go up, and it'll go up extra. And then he'll right. be like, oh, you know, I could piss, piss away more money on veterans that aren't going to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but if it doesn't, they're really screwed. No, yeah, they're deep. because they don't have they're any other way cap. to bring it. There, it's it, it's it's street free agents is all they're going to be able to bring in. I yeah. mean, they were so capped. The, the re, they just redid Jimmy Graham's contract again, and the reason yeah. they had to redo it, they had to convert it to signing bonus to create four point eight million dollars under the cap. Because, I mean, when you saw it with the moves they made on waiver day, they couldn't add any money. They mm-hmm. didn't have any room to add. And, in fact, the Bears weren't the only team the other day who who found a guy. And it's always good for the player. You get a little extra cash. Yeah, right. Um, to do that with, because the Bears and other teams didn't even have enough money to pay the injury settlements on guys they were cutting. Because that counts against the cap. Mm-hmm. So they had to do something. That's how that's how close to the cap they are right now. They're, they, it's, they were drowning in a pool, and they... And they just barely got their nose above the water right now. Mm-hmm. Right. This is hell of a way to run a football team. <laughs> so <laughs> they <laughs> the the one guy they one guy they added, um, former first round pick, uh, <laughs> Brashad Perriman. Uh, who's played on f- uh, four teams in the last three years, and, fi- and this is his fifth team now in his career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's He fits the mold of every receiver they brought in this year. He's really fast right. and has no fucking idea where to run. <laughs> right. Um, so it, it reminds me of so the, the 2008 Cubs, when they got bounced by the Dodgers – Lou Pinella blamed it on not having a – the only left-handed bat he had that he could start in game three was Kosuke. <laughs> Got to give me some left-handed hitting, no matter what it is. That's how ended up with Milton Bradley. Right. This reminds me of that. We got a quarterback now, our backup, who could throw the ball 80 yards in the air. We got to get mm-hmm. some fuckers to run under it. So let's <laughs> just get some fast guys. Well, they can't play football. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. We'll teach them. So <laughs> – Good luck with that. I get, if you yeah. got a fantasy draft uh, tonight or tomorrow, uh, d- don't take Brashad Perriman. 
<laughs> just a, just. A, <laughs> I wonder what Ted Ginn's up to. Yeah. See, that was it. another another problem they have, which is not. I don't know how you could foresee this. Uh, when they let uh, Cordero Patterson go, mm-hmm. which I just crushed me. Yeah, I know. I I just fun. I really miss <laughs> miss Cordero and his ability to catch a ball uh, nine yards deep in the end zone and bring it out to the eighteen. I it, he was a master. Was, he was, was the best. Uh, yeah. Also love the fact that um, they would give him the ball like he was a fullback, even though he was yep. a, a kick returner, not really a running back. Right. So they let him go, and they don't. They didn't go out and get a kick returner, and then they and then they were getting Tariq Cohen back, so they really <laughs> didn't bother to find a punt returner. That worked out well. And uh, it looks like Khalil Herbert is going to be their kick returner, their rookie from uh-huh. Virginia Tech. I think that's where he's from. Yep. But they don't have – they had to go out and get Simba – what's his name from the Webster. Niners? Simba Webster. Yep. I loved his work with Alex Karras uh, <laughs> in that TV show. <laughs> um. Because it's like one of those things where they were like, okay, we've got a game Sunday. Do we have a punt returner? No. <laughs> no. Uh, do, you think, do you think we're going to need one? <laughs> do, you think, do you think the Rams are going to punt? Right. Is about, Johnny Hecker we, still the Rams punter? Could we Because it we won't put, matter. Hey, Remember the last time they went up against Johnny Hecker and he like kicked the ball out of bounds at the two-yard <laughs> line every time? Yeah. They honestly, if I was naked, I'd be like, we don't need a fucking punt returner because we're not going to be able to stop him. And if we do stop him, Johnny Hager's going to kick it out at the two. So we're just going to save the cash this week because we need it. They'd be like, you know what? We can put Jason Peters out there. He can return putts. <laughs> <laughs> so it's I was, one of the things I wanted to propose was, um, you know, every every podcast is doing the what week is Justin Fields going to start? I right. think we should do the what week does Jason Peters pass out on the field? <laughs> but that's got to be week one. Right. I was. It's gonna be. Like, I think it's gonna be ninety degrees here on Sunday. So yeah, it's week one is probably a good bet. Oh, but it's indoors. I'm yeah. Sure, well, I'm sure there's, there's no a, humidity. There's, I'm there's sure no humidity. There's a fan or two that they can point at the field. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we didn't even. We haven't got to that yet. The fact that they, a team with very little draft capital. Right. Has to use more of it to get Justin Fields. Perfectly, you that would you been it was dereliction of duty to Perfectly not accepted. do that. That's why without, without question. that's the perfect you do that. That's you have a franchise changing player, yes. you throw in whatever the fuck you need to get it. Honestly, I don't think the Giants asked for too much. That was fine. Yeah. But they just go ahead and do it again in the second round. To trade up to draft a guy who they will then later admit. <sighs> uh yeah, well we knew he had uh, back uh we knew he had a bad back. Uh, and he's a right tackle, but we're going to play him at left tackle. So um, so we've got this guy who uh, we think is really good, but he could be hurt. And he's also going to – and he's a rookie. We're going to make change positions to the most difficult offensive line position that there is. Right, right. He's going to be doing um, everything backwards. But don't worry. We're going to hedge our bets by releasing our other left tackle. We're going to leave ourselves with no safety net. It's going to be great. Yeah, perfect. <sighs> to, protre- to protect our franchise quarterback right. we just drafted. I do like that. How'd you like to be Andy Dalton? And listen, and hear the thing about, well, we're going to play Justin Fields week one. They're not going to be able to block the Rams. He's going to get killed. <laughs> Dalton's over there going, wait a minute, what? <laughs> right. Well, fucking play fools then. Yeah. Protect no us kidding. both. Like, that's not how it works. 
Yeah. You are the crash test dummy. You get you get hit no matter what. Right. It does say something that you know Jim McMahon had Jimbo covert, and whoever the you know Justin feels right now. Oof. Yeah, it's uh, you know, <laughs> the offensive their offensive line is a really interesting thing. It yeah. was they had two huge problems on their team last year, which was quarterback. Only two? And offensive line. Two huge. They had lots of problems, but there were two that the holes were more gaping than the others. (laughs) Okay. I mean, that that boat had a lot of holes in it. You can't plug them all. Right. Um, I mean, you could send Gopher down, you know, to the poop deck. Right. To shove stuff in the hole, but it's... uh, um, Yeah. And so they fixed the quarterback one and went with the offensive line. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it's good. Now, in theory, and that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Their interior line should actually be pretty good. Should like, be, yeah. I think we can agree. Their their three best offensive linemen are Cody Whitehair, James Daniels, and Sam Mustafer. For sure. So they should be able to live with that. Right. But then the drop off to the Stooges, who will be running the turnstiles on the right and left tackle, gets a little. Um, you know, Jermaine Effetti, who the Seahawks let go because they didn't think he was going to play guard. Is, mm-hmm. is going to play another season at right tackle for the Bears. That's not a great sign. Right. Uh, Jason Peters, who admitted he was fishing when Juan Castillo called and said, <laughs> hey, how'd you like to come play left tackle? Is, uh, I, know, I, got, I got another guy on the line exactly. about some white walls. Yeah. <sighs> well, although, and, and also, although, you know, also, he's not gonna, even going to be the oldest left tackle in the game. Sunday. I I know that because I read your work. Yes. That's why I know that. Andrew yes. Whitworth is actually older, although Andrew Whitworth is still pretty good. Now, of course, if your three best linemen are your interior linemen, it would help if you had a play caller who would run the football every now and then. Yeah, it would be nice. That might take advantage of that. What so. happened to the – Um, honestly, I don't remember. So he switched to Bill Lazor last year, late in the season, right. mm-hmm. and it worked. Right? It worked, yeah. And then he just, like, right before the playoffs, took it back for yes. no reason. And it didn't work. And right. now there's no discussion that he shouldn't be calling the plays? Correct. It's that like, seems about to sum it It's up. like, yeah. if we look back at the last <laughs> last calendar year, yeah. Matt, when you've been calling the plays, the offense no worky. Terrible. When <laughs> no you don't worky. call the plays, the offense worky. Yeah. Why are you still calling the plays? Mm-hmm. Because I honestly think I could live with him as the as the head coach. If that's what he if he stayed in that box, if he his job the, was the the press conferences yeah, and job was yeah. the rah rah bullshit on the sidelines, yeah. he's terrible with timeouts. So we'd have to get him a timeout coach. You should have one right. anyway. Yeah. Um. He learned just, from the best. And just let somebody else call the plays. I think I'd be fine with that. Well, and, and to your point, it worked last year. When that happened, I mean that those were the games when all of a sudden the not only the the fans but the Bears remembered that David Montgomery was a thing, right? Oh yeah, we have a running back. He's not a great <laughs> yeah. running back, but he's pretty good. He's and pretty if we good. and the more we give him the ball, the more yards he seems to gain. It's yeah. funny how that works. Like he gets better with more carries, so yeah. maybe we shouldn't give him six. Maybe we should give him twenty six. Hmm. <sighs> I just, 
They wear me out. They haven't even played yet, and they wear me out. <laughs> okay, so what's going to happen if, like, the the uh, we don't want this to happen? I will be at the game. I don't know if I've mentioned that. Um, if the Bears get their ass handed to them, which is, uh, you know, perhaps the most likely outcome from Sunday night. Wait, we haven't talked about the Rams. I think the Rams are really good. I think the Rams. Yeah, no kidding. I think kidding. the Rams. The la- were the last three years have been a quarterback away from being. Re- they went to the Super Bowl three years ago, even with Jared yeah. Goff. Yeah, they were a quarterback away from being really good the last three years, and now they Another, have one—a guy we actually saw twice a year, Matthew Stafford, who, right, honestly, is pretty fucking good. He's pretty. Yeah, he's really good. We talked about that last year when we were talking about Stafford on the Lions, like. Yeah, that was pretty damn good. Right, like, it's just know, the rest of the, the team Bears is terrible. Matthew Stafford, that things would be pretty good. Yeah, and there was even stuff like um, <laughs> the like Jared Goff was like the worst play action passer in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Stafford was literally rated out the highest quarterback rating on play action passes, and right. Sean McVay wants to run a shitload of play action. Um, Stafford. It, they had this weird thing. Remember the great Jim Bob Cooter? Uh, who doesn't? When he was their offensive coordinator, Stafford went from like top 10 in the NFL in um, air yards per, per completion to right. last. The Lions were running this weird little dinky shit, like Ben Roethlisberger, right. except without you know, Chase Claypool running around. Right. Um, and then he left, and then, I, think, I don't know, it's probably fucking Daryl Bevel. Doesn't Daryl Bevel call plays for every team? Whoever like the offensive coordinator was last year, he went back to being like third in the league because right. he's really good at it. And right. so now you put that on the you put that on the Rams, and that's what they want to do. And he's it seems like he's been around forever. He's only thirty two years old. Now, granted, know, he's had yeah. some the Lions they beat beat the shit out of him. Like he's had oh, his yeah. back put back together, and uh, I think um, I think they did some weird thing where they like reversed his kidneys. Um, I don't know they did all kind of experimental surgery. Just you know, for they gave him an extra one. He's got like a. Th- he's a got third three. Kidney. He's got three kidneys now. Yeah. yeah. It's, ironically, David Eckstein wouldn't give wouldn't give his kidney to uh, his nephew who had cancer. Right. He did give it to Matthew Stafford. Yes, exactly. Um, for a gall, for a gallbladder in return. To be named later. <laughs> um. So yeah, I, it could it could be it could get ugly. Well, the, the the three best teams in the NFC are who do you think they are? Well, they're Tampa. Yep, it's one. Uh, the Packers. Page, yeah, Page, right, and the Rams. And the Rams. Yeah, those are the three best teams. Um, the and they're at home. The Bucks and the Packers have the advantage of being in divisions where they really are the. Although I guess the Saints are, could Saints could be good, but it's Jameis. Right. Um, they're the only good team in their division, where the Rams have the Niners and the Seahawks, mm-hmm. and then the Cardinals. But the Cardinals, are, Cliff Kingsbury's a moron. Cliff Kingsbury might be the reason Matt Nagy still has a job. Gagging because. away their the Cardinals were in pole position for that playoff spot, and they kept losing to backup quarterbacks as the Bears finally found the soft spot of their schedule and right. backed into the playoffs. Yeah, so the, I think the line last week was seven and a half. If you, I mean, I you could give me that's a that's the no brainer of all no brainers. Um, uh, yeah, I would, I would take so. 
I'd take 15. Yeah. You give me 15 in the Bears, and I still would bet on the Rams. Oh, yeah. I mean, that place is going to be insane. It's going to be nuts. So I know what will happen. Bears will come out and score on their first three possessions. And... <laughs> hey, hey, great. Okay. I'll be there for it. But. Yeah, and that's why I don't. When I, it's funny. Whenever I bet, um, if I if I bet Bears games, I always bet on the opponent. I only bet when I think this would be a game that I, I, I probably will bet on. With the idea being, if they lose, I'm sitting there like, well, at least I'm going to get some money out of it. And then if they win, I don't give a shit that I'm right. losing money. Like, I don't care. It's the money. Bears. Yeah. I want them to win. It's right. Either way, you're happy. Yes. Although even happier if they could somehow, uh, I guess they can't because I'm usually betting when they're underdogs. Um, but if they could somehow win. Well, that would be the ideal situation. And, and not cover. But I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I don't bet that way. Um, okay, so let's say the Bears, let's say they lose by 20 points. Yeah. What's, and Dalton has, you know, here's, he goes, he goes 16 for 34 for 176 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. And then now what are, we, what are we doing? Here's how dumb this is. Okay. I don't think there's a scenario short of him not being ambulatory after week one that he doesn't start week two. Because of who they're playing. Yeah, fair enough. Got the it, Bengals. It's the Bengals revenge game. Yeah. <laughs> which is just the <laughs> saddest thing. Yes, it's ridiculous. Now, you do know, because uh, I think Adam Amin mentioned this in every one of the three preseason games, that Andy Dalton has more 4,000-yard passing seasons than the Bears do. Yeah. One. Bears don't have any. No. Nobody's ever done. Right. Actually, he might have two. But he's got more than the entire franchise. But yeah, he's starting that Bengals game no matter what. I just unless he's injured, which is which a possibility. Quite possible. It's not nice. Right. To think that no, it's not right. No, no, no. We don't Andy. Andy seems like a perfectly nice guy. Well, a very nice guy. His teammates everywhere have seemed to love him. Even the Cowboys last year, who watched him flush their season down the toilet, yeah, by being bad, they seem to genuinely like him. Um, so he's got yeah. that going for him, which is nice. Which is nice. Which is nice. All right, so it's time to go through. Uh, it's time to go through the schedule. No oh boy. And uh, we're going to figure out what the bear record's going to be. All right. This is the. This is a, a t- sports radio was invented after this shtick, not even before. <laughs> okay, so at Rams. Yeah. So loss, zero and one. No zero and one. Bengals home. Win. Win one and one. Yep. At Browns. Not good. So one and two. One and two. Home Lions. Two and two. Okay, so now in your world, they're going to Vegas, and yep. Justin Fields is playing. So I, I think this game, the outcome of this game is completely dependent on the quarterback. If it's Fields, I like the Bears. If it's Dalton, they're two and three. All right. I think it's, I think unless he's hurt, I think it's still going to be Dalton. So, okay, so let's assume that. Yeah, okay. okay so, so two, two and three. Two and three. <laughs> um, home against the Packers. Yeah. Great, two and four. Two and four. But uh, but 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 again, if they start Fields against Vegas, and he pulls this off, now that now this is a team with momentum, this is a team. If they do that, they give themselves a chance for the next two weeks. I feel against the Packers and 
uh, and the Bucks. I wouldn't write off. I certainly wouldn't write off if Justin Fields. They beat the Bucks last year. Yeah, and if Justin Fields beats the Raiders in Vegas and then is starting at home against the Packers, that place is going to be insane. It's going to be absolutely insane. The team is going to be riding high, feeling good. And then I, the Bears are going to have him backed up at the one, and Brett Favre is going to throw a 99 yard touchdown to Robert Brooks. <laughs> oh, they, that's right. We've seen that. Once. Yeah. But this is why the quarterback is the most important position in sports because it, it affects how the whole season really goes. Um, yeah. So it's hard to predict the rest of this because we don't know when Fields is assuming the helm, right? Right. But we'll do it anyway because that's what we do. So then at Tampa. Yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah, that's no I, good. No. We'll lose that. Home against the Niners. That's no good. I don't like that. <laughs> So we two and five. Two and five, yeah. At the Steelers. I don't I don't think the Steelers are well, actually, here's the problem. Yeah. I don't think the Steelers the Steelers have a good defense. I don't think they're a terribly good team. They got off to that eleven and zero start last year, and everybody's like, How are they this? And then they went um one and one and five after that, including the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. But it's I don't if it was home. I would pick the Bears. Oh, that's the thing. It's in it's Pittsburgh. Not. So now you're two so, and six going into the bye. Terrific. And then, and then you get Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Now the, better the hope bye. the bar flunks a COVID test. <laughs> so there's a loss. But then good news. Then good news right. is right around the corner. Going to Detroit, where Dan Campbell's going to try to bite your kneecap off. Yeah. So you get to. What are we, three and seven? Is that what we are? Three and seven? Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, we got three, three, three and wins. eight. <laughs> two against the Lions, of course. Oof. Arizona at home. Uh, I I'll, think you I'll win take, that one. I th- I'll take the Bears. So now we're four. Four and eight. Yep. At Green Bay. You know, it's funny. <laughs> That's the only, they, the only place they ever seem to be able to beat the Packers is there. That's true. They go to Lambeau. They own the they own the Packers at Lambeau, except for uh, the last couple of years. Is that? Do we know when that is? Is that? Is that a fucking night game? Uh, let's see. Yes. Oh, it's, it's Sunday night oh, yeah. football. That's Sunday a, night football. That's a loss. Yeah. Four and nine. We haven't played the Vikings oh. yet. Followed by a Monday night football. Monday night against, home against, against the, the Vikings. Vikings. That's a win. Matt Nagy owns Mike Zimmer. <laughs> Five and nine mm-hmm. at Seattle. No, that's no good. Five and ten. Home against five. the Giants. That's I like that. That's a six. Six and ten at Minnesota. Probably a loss. And, and this is where we get to our ceiling of Andy Dalton. If he's a start, is seven. That maybe they pull that one out. That's your, but that's your ceiling. If he's if he's a starting quarterback for the whole year, seven wins. The the bear over under. I believe it's eight and a half. <laughs> okay. I, right. I, I, I don't know that you, I don't know that I could make a case to go over. I, I would say this I, again. I think the first four games of the season are very predictable. If, if just, if, if fields is starting in, in week five, I go over. If he's not, I'd go under seven and a half. I'll see Vegas is right on this shit. It's almost like they, it's almost like they look at this stuff. 
<laughs> so seven and a half. So then if so then you would be guaranteed then you're going over. You're if 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 Fields how many games did you say Fields has to start? So if he starts week five, so that's because right. I mean right. I don't think the first four games. I don't. I don't. I don't think the quarterback matters in terms of who's going to win or lose those games. Oh, I definitely think they can lose to the Bengals with Dalton. You do. I do. I think they would. Okay. I think they win that. I think if if you told me Fields was going to start that game, I would feel much more comfortable than well. Than again. Did. Say it again. I, I want. Just, I, just I want feel to like day one, but yeah. Here's what. Here's but you don't think. And who you knows? Don't think they beat the Bengals. Okay. Well, I don't think the Bengals are any good. But or, right. Here, here's my thought. Go ahead. The the advantage Fields gives you over Dalton is Manny calls a shit play, and he's got to run it. Right. Fields can improvise. Field, uh, Nagy calls he, a he shit can, play. It breaks down. Fields can something can still happen. Yes, he can make something out of it. That's what we're. That's what it's come to. We hope we're asking for our rookie quarterback to save us when the fifth-year head coach <laughs> just calls a ridiculous play that's Darth poorly Vi- designed and ill-timed. Darth Visor, the offensive genius. Yeah, but I think that's where we are. So, I mean, the, 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 I mean the, good thing about, the good thing about the NFL is there is always, there's always a team that you look at going into the season, like, oh, that team's not any good, and they make the playoffs. There's mm-hmm. always one. Mm-hmm. And so every fan base can be, ah, that'll, that'll just be us. By the way, you Until might, proven otherwise. You, you can, can always go that, in with, well, you'll be 11 and 6. They're not going to be 6 and 11. We're morons. You could argue that team last year was the Bears, by the way. Or they were a team like that. It's not getting into the playoffs. Yeah, it was the it was the football team. Last year, the football team, yeah. But only because the rest of that division was so shitty. Right, right. Yeah, so the NFC North is kind of an interesting division, right? You've got Packers who are really good. Well, I want to talk about the Packers. The Lions are really bad, and then you've got the Vikings and the Bears are somewhere in the middle. So but yeah. The yeah, like I said, Vegas is pretty good at this stuff. The Packers the last two years have gone thirteen and three in the regular season. Mm-hmm. Last I checked, um, far be it for me to be wrong. Aaron Rodgers came back. Uh, there was no he, fucking chance in hell he was coming back. I thought he was hosting Jeopardy. Yeah. Now they had to fire him because he had a podcast. And <laughs> oh, maybe that was Mike Richards. Right. Rodgers <laughs> rigged the whole thing so he could be the host. See? Then, uh, um, Evil genius, yeah. Packer over under 10. With an extra game, Vegas thinks they're going to win three fewer games yeah. than they have the last two years. They don't just pull that out. They, they're begging you. They're begging you to bet the over. Yes. And it's especially jarring. We've talked about this before. On The Packers are a one of those public right. teams, right. like the Cubs, like the Dallas Cowboys, like the Lakers, mm-hmm. where Vegas can always hedge their bets. Because there's just a bunch of people who are going to bet on them, no matter regardless. What. Right. So they did this all the time with the Cubs, where they could, um, they could, in, they could, they could inflate the win total on an over/under, knowing the dopey Cub fans would be like, "I think we can win 90 games." 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Vegas is like, they're lucky to win 78. But we got all these idiots to, we've given ourselves 12 games in between now where we're, it's just, it's our money. We just print it. And so it's weird to see them basically tell Packer fans, yeah, bet the over. Go get mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's right there for you. Look how fat and tasty it is. It's a big cheese curd. Go grab it. Right. So, God, I hope they know something. <laughs> um, well, they might know that it, that Andy Dalton is starting for the Bears uh, both times they play the Packers. They might know that. Uh, that's right. And they're, they're really chalking those up to losses. Wait till the Ginger Reaper right. tears Aaron Rodgers a new one. Um, I, I'm of two minds on the Vikings. I li- I think the Vikings have a lot of really good players. I also think their quarterback is a moron. Mm-hmm. Um, Clearly, yes. And their coach. Uh, but I I love the fact that Mike Zimmer so openly hates him. I love it. Yeah. He basically held an entire press conference just to say Kirk is a fucking moron, and we're stuck with him, and he's gonna get he's gonna test positive for COVID at some point, and he's right. gonna take our backup as a moron. Colin Mott, he's also not vaccinated. If we lose one, we lose them both. And it's going to be Tommy Kramer or Fran Tarkenton to <laughs> save the day. Because right. we're down to that. Because if they can get through the entire season, the Vikings could win that division. But I don't know if they're going to be able to get through that. Um, I think they have a pretty good defense. They have a great wide. They have. I, I don't think it's not great anymore. But um, what's his name? It's I'm the oldest person ever. John Jefferson's kid. Yeah, him. <laughs> He's pretty. <good. laughs> and Delvin Cook's really good. Uh, right. So he's no. Uh, he's no Artavis Price. Oh, I guess the Bears waived him today. That's too bad. Did they? I didn't even see that. Oh yeah, uh, Eddie Goldman uh, oh, might, right. might be hurt. So great, but he's probably right. not. Uh, but they signed two defensive linemen off the street today and yeah, put them so on the put them on the practice squad. That doesn't seem probably uh, not hurt. That doesn't seem great. No. Are they ever going go to ever going to assemble this entire defense at the same time ever again? Well, and again, this goes to the less. Let's let Justin Fields watch for a year. Yeah, it's watch, why? Right, watch, watch everybody his, get old and leave. Right, watch his defense get another year older, and watch your GM have no money to maneuver to improve this team. One of the weird things we got this year, which is fine, but going to take a little getting used to. The NFL just said, just threw the doors open and said, pick any number you want, go get them. <laughs> The numbers make no sense anymore. Mm-hmm. Danny Trevathan on the injured list just changed his number from fifty nine to six. <laughs> number six in your playbook, number one in your heart. Uh, some of them are cool. Like Eddie Jackson's going to be four. Now, that'll be a cool looking number flying around the backfield, intercepted passes and missing tackles. That'll be great. Yeah. Um, what Damian Williams is eight, and then we have a weird thing. Uh, which is only only applies to the Bears. Justin Fields doesn't have a number. He's just wearing a stripe. <laughs> yeah. 
Shouldn't mm-hmm. there be some kind of serif on that one? Instead of just a big, it just looks like they just took a paint roller and went, all right, you're one. Yeah. Um, and do you remember, I only remember one other one for the Bears. Uh, on the Bears? Huh. It was a kicker. It was a former Raider who only played, I think, part of a season. Probably hmm. in the, oh God, I don't even want to guess the years. 90s, maybe? Former Raider. But you just didn't see one. No idea, yeah. Jeff Jager. <laughs> mm. Actually, I think I just thought of another one. Didn't Jeff George wear one? Did he? I think he did. The great Jeff George. Nope, he was 11. You just didn't see any guys wearing one. And when you yeah, see, you don't think, like, yeah. Fields makes it look cool. A lot of guys, like, Jeff George would not have made one look cool. No. In the bear font. It's, no. yeah. Would it look like he, like, spilled mayo down the front of his jersey, which he probably or, did right before yeah. kickoff. Yeah. Whoops. Oh, looks all right. Right. All right, so a couple of things. Um, got a column coming out this week on Decipio. A rare appearance back in Decipio. And I've, I do the over-unders for, for every team. But there are also, I want to run some of these by you. Uh, I also did, I, I pulled the props for the major awards. And I gave you no notice for this, which is good. Oh, major awards. Major award, award. Surprise, surprise, a major prize. Christmas story, okay. Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a leg lamp. So, um... What really amused me is I so like for MVP, I put the three mm-hmm. favorites based on the guys with the lowest odds, and they are the usual suspects: Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, and Josh Allen. Mm-hmm. But then I did the best values: guys who I thought have a decent chance and have a higher number: Dak Prescott, who I think if yeah. healthy, which I don't think he's going to be, would put right. up some huge numbers in that offense. He was last year before his uh, his foot was pointing the wrong way. Right, Matthew Stafford, and Ryan Tannehill. But then I also listed the Bears with their mm. odds. Okay. So here, just for a little context, Patrick yeah. Mahomes, if you want to bet him to be the MVP, he's plus 500. So dollar will get you five for Pat. Mm-hmm. The The highest rated Bear, Allen Robinson. Okay. Plus 15,000. Oof. Yes. Tariq Cohen. Tariq Cohen. <laughs> Not even hasn't even jogged on the practice field. Yet. Right, we don't know when he's going to play. Yeah, plus fifteen thousand. Okay, David Montgomery and Justin Fields plus twenty thousand. And uh, a, a guy put in a special category all his own, just because we miss him. If you want, yeah, you can bet Mitch Trubisky <laughs> plus twenty thousand. Wow. What about Jesse James? Where does he come in? Ah, uh, yeah, you got to go find your own. You got to find a special <laughs> sports book. <laughs> to get to get uh, to get out. I meant, the, I meant the outlaw, not the actual tight oh. end. Right. You miss, uh, Sam <clears throat> Malik's husband. Yeah. Right. Oh, there down there at Orange. Was it Orange County yeah. Choppers? Is that where he was, or he was a different kind? Yeah, I think it was. I think it was. No, Orange County, yeah. I don't know. The guy I like in that. Uh, I would if I was gonna if I was gonna bet my own money. Yeah. Uh, I put on Josh Allen. So it's Josh Allen. Tannehill? Or no, no, no. Uh, the three favorites were Mahomes, Rodgers, and Allen. 
But then I thought for best value, Dak, Stafford, and Tannehill. Yeah, I like Dak there. I like Dak. Okay. Uh, offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh. The favorites are. Uh, see if there's see if there's a trend here in who the favorites are. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, uh-huh. Mac Jones, uh-huh. Zach Wilson, uh-huh. Justin Fields, uh-huh. and Trey Lance. <laughs> wow, there's going to be quarterbacks. <laughs> the mostly. five quarterbacks are all uh, Lawrence <laughs> is a favorite plus four hundred. Mac is plus six hundred. Zach, Justin, and Lance are all plus seven fifty. Oh, pretty tight, pretty tight race. I thought the best value was. Um, well, I put Fields, but I think it's either Najee Harris of the Steelers or Kyle Pitts of the Falcons. Kyle Pitts. Puts, hmm. Plus 1,000. And Fields is the only rookie on the list for the Bears. So um, even if Daz Newsome gets off the uh, gets off the practice <laughs> squad, you're not going to be able to bet on him for Offensive Rookie of the Year. Damn. Damn. Uh, Damn. Let's go with Justin on that. I think it's either going to be it's either going to be Trevor or Mack, I think. Mm-hmm. Even if Mac doesn't deserve it, people are just way too excited about that guy. Yeah. Uh, oh, I think I've got. A, I think I've got a good one here for defensive rookie of the year. The, the favorites are Micah Parsons plus six hundred, mm-hmm. Jamin yeah. Davis plus eight hundred, and Jalen Phillips plus a thousand. But my guy, the guy I like the most in the best value is Patrick Sertain the second. Oh, down there with the fighting Vic Fangio's. Okay. Um, the, What's he at? There is a bear. For defensive rookie of the year. All right. He got cut. <laughs> but he made it back. Isn't that right? All the Bears who got cut, they all made it back yeah. on the practice squad. Yeah, no, nobody Almost snapped like them up. Nobody, nobody wanted any other teams wanted them? Thomas Graham Jr. If you want, you, they'll give you a, they'll give you a plus 10,000 for Thomas Graham Jr. Wow. Wow. Yeah. What was Micah Parsons? Plus 600. He's the favorite. I'll go with, I'll go with the favorite. Yeah. I think he's, he's going to be pretty good. Yeah, and with the Cowboys, he can make all the tackles because he's the only guy on defense that'll tackle him. True, true. Uh, let's see. So, offensive player of the year, which honestly feels like MVP. I guess it shouldn't be, um, and it is different. So, the favorites are Mahomes, Derrick Henry, and Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I best value Josh Allen, Tom Brady at plus eighteen hundred, and Stafford at plus twenty two hundred. But here you go. Here's now you're gonna want to go. You're gonna want to bet a bear here. I would guess. Okay. okay. Um, the 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 Bears with the lowest odds, David Montgomery and Allen Robinson, both six, plus 6,500. Mm-hmm. Tariq Cohen on the list again, plus 15,000. And then you get Darnell, Darnell Mooney, does he make the list? He's not. Darnell's not hmm. on the list. Cole Komet and Justin Fields are both plus 20,000, but the guy you're going to want to bet, Andy Dalton, plus 25,000. There you go. Money in the bank. Defensive player of the year, the favorites are Aaron Donald, Miles oh. Garrett, and T.J. Yeah. Watt. Uh, uh, Donald. Yeah, Donald is the pro- – him and Garrett are both plus 500. They are the prohibitive favorites. Yeah. Can you have two prohibitive favorites? Maybe not. Best value, Devin White of the Bucks. That's the guy I would put money on. Uh, Darius Leonard and Xavier Howard. They're both plus 2,000. And the hmm. Bears on the list, you can pick from three. Khalil Mack, mm-hmm. who's actually has better odds than Devin White. Uh, Roquan Smith and Akeem hmm. Hicks. Akeem I made a Roquan. Akeem is plus 10,000. What's Roquan? Plus 4,000. So there you go. I go with Roquan. 40 bucks. Yeah. I'm liking that. Uh, this one I think is interesting. Comeback player of the year. Mm. Dak is the favorite of plus 210. 
Joe yeah. Burrow at plus 700 and Saquon Barkley at plus 700. So either you need to break your foot or blow out your knee. Right. Uh, in the best value category, I have Christian McCaffrey. He's plus 800. Jameis at plus 1,000. And Michael Thomas at plus 1,200. What's he coming back from? Punching teammates in the face? <laughs> they signed Javon Wims yet <laughs> just to punch Michael Chauncey Gardner, whatever his name is, um, in the face repeatedly during practice. Uh, the Bears didn't have anybody on the list, oh. but I put Robert Quinn on at plus infinity. <laughs> I know you're a big Robert Quinn guy, Huge as, Robert as, Quinn as, guy. as are we all. Yes. Yeah. So you think he will actually make a tackle this year? I had two sacks last year. Uh, so that's I don't saying. remember either one of them, but he right. must have at least two. Very important. Now this, I thought was weird until I gave it some thought and then it started to make sense. So coach of the year, the favorites <laughs> are. Former Bear assistant coach Brandon Staley, who they named the mascot after, for God's sakes, and the Bears didn't even keep him. Crazy. Bill Belichick and Urban Meyer. And so for, huh. for best value, I had Belichick, Arthur Smith, and Sean Payton, especially now that we've got the whole, got another hurricane in New Orleans thing. Right, uh, right. If you want to bet Matt Nagy, uh, plus 2,200. Fortunately, nobody does. I'm leaning towards Belichick because I do think I think the Pats are going to be pretty good. And I think he gets bonus points because he's obviously a great coach. And I think he's only right. won the award maybe once, which is one of those ridiculous things where the guy's been the best coach for 20 years and he's won the award right. like once or twice. Right. He's also the GM. So when he gets credit for, for completely overhauling their talent in one year, he actually gets like he gets he gets credit for something that's not supposed to apply to the award. Right, because right. he's also the guy who went out and picked up all the players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I sure. would bet if I was forced to bet, I would bet on Bill. I don't know why anybody would be forcing me to bet, but if they were, I would bet on Bill Belichick or Matt Nagy. Yeah. But so when I first saw it, I'm like, how the hell is Staley the favorite? He's never even coached a game. But if yeah. you look back to the award, rookie coaches win that award quite a bit. I mean, uh, Matt Nagy won that award. Yeah. Do you remember the great Ray Rhodes? In Green Bay. Oh, wow. He won the award. Uh, I think Wayne Fonts might have won it as his first year as a coach. So it's actually not that unheard of. So it's a meaningless award. Is it is. Saying. It doesn't yeah. mean shit. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, doo, 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 doo. Oh, here's a. Okay, so most receiving yards. Uh, this, I, I, want, I got this character because there's some interesting bears on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the favorites are Calvin Ridley, uh, mm-hmm. Riley's brother. Riley no longer <laughs> plays for the Bears. Justin Jefferson. There you go. And Stephon Diggs. I thought the best values were Diggs, Devontae Adams, and Tyreek Hill. But there's three Bears you can bet on. I'm going to give you the first one because you're, you're, it's easy to guess. Then I want you to give me the other two. Allen oh. Robinson is plus 2,000. So he's like he's top 10, I think. But there's okay. two more. Who do you think they are? And if I get, you're going to, you'll, you'll get one. The other one, I would be amazed. What is the category again? <laughs> Most receiving yards. Most receiving you gotta yards. You got to lead okay. the NFL in receiving yards. Darnell Mooney. Yes. Plus okay. 10,000. And the now other the one. Third, this is the tough one? Yes. Alex Bars. <laughs> okay, hold on. Um, the guy is plus 15,000. Uh, you're not going to say Cole Komet. It's not. David Montgomery? Nope. Hmm. 
I'll give you one more guess because otherwise you, okay, one you, more guess. you can right, guess I'll the whole roster. I know. Uh, Perriman. Yes, you got ha! it. Brashad Perriman plus 15,000. Wow. It's just, that makes no sense. That's crazy. Uh, okay, most receiving touchdowns. The favorites are Devontae Adams, Tyreek Hill, and Calvin Ridley. Uh, but there's one, two, three, four. There's five bears. For receiving touchdowns. Yes. Robinson Mooney. Robinson and Mooney, yes. Cole Komet. Cole Komet. David Montgomery's got to be there, right? He's not there. He's not there. He does pop up on the rushing yards and rushing touchdowns, but not any of the receiving categories. This is a guy who uh, led the Bears in touchdown catches last year. Uh, Cordell Patterson? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we uh, talked Jimmy about Graham. it at the beginning as to Jimmy why. Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham. And then the fifth. This yeah. is the fifth guy. I can't be Paramount. It's Brashad Paramount. <laughs> he has the same odds as Mooney and Cole Komet plus twenty thousand. Wow. That's that's ridiculous. Most sacks, Aaron Donald, Miles Garrett, and TJ Watt are your favorites. Um and there's three bears. Mac. Yeah, Khalil Mack. Hicks. Hakeem Hicks. And hmm. not Roquan. Not Roquan, okay. Not Robert Quinn. Robert Quinn. And he's plus 8,000. Really? He's twice wow. as good odds as, or he's, he's half the odds of Hakeem Hicks. Jeez. Okay. Is there anything else here? Um, most interceptions thrown. It's an interesting category. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky. No, Mitch isn't on it. Oh. Um, the favorites are Sam Darnold, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Jared Goff. I have down for the three guys for the best value, Daniel Jones, yeah. Jameis Winston, who last we saw was through 30 of them. Right. Last time he started every game. He also threw 5,000 yards. And Carson Wentz. Mm. Uh, they put basically every quarterback on here. So Justin Fields and Andy Dalton are both on there. Fields is plus 1,600. It's the same odds as Jameis, which is just blasphemy. That's crazy. And Dalton is plus 3,500. Huh. Um, I think this is Carson Wentz's to lose, but I got to thinking about it. He's uh, he's already has a broken foot that he's playing mm-hmm. with. Mm-hmm. He's he's famously not vaccinated. Right. So I just I don't think he's gonna I think he's not gonna have the chances to throw right. yeah I think yeah uh, he might want to go Daniel Jones there sounds good all right we'll finish up here with um, regular season record breakers I think they put it in here because maybe they have them all the time but obviously with the 17th game this year there's the chance that some hallowed records single season records might fall right okay so they want to know will any player break the regular season passing yard records of 5477 no is minus 250 and yes is plus 190 so they're they're pretty sure nobody's going to do it mhm yeah i don't think so i thought i i thought no too last year nobody came close but 2 years ago Jameis, in 16 games, was only 370 yards short. Hmm. And Dak was about 500 yards short. Right. And so it's probably safe. But guys got closer than you thought. Uh, will any player break the regular season receiving yard record of over 1,964? No minus 500, yes plus 350. 
No. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. No. I did put down the thing for my column today that if Allen Robinson does it, he will become the Bears' all-time leading receiver. Right. And he will have done it in 70 fewer games than Johnny Morris. Eclipsing the great Johnny Morris, right. Hmm. Like six full seasons almost. Five and a half, I guess. It's nuts. Uh, will any player break the regular season rushing and receiving touchdown record of over 31 and a half? I couldn't even tell you who holds that record. Yeah, no. Uh, they really don't think this is happening. No is minus uh, 3,500. Yes is plus 1,200. I thought just maybe Jesper Horstead. <laughs> that's well. If you're gonna go, if you're gonna pick a horse, that's the one you go. With. And then the final one here is: Will any player break the regular season rushing yardage record of over 2,105? No. Do you know how many yards Derrick Henry missed it by last year? 278. 78. Ooh. However, I'm giving away this whole column, but that's fine. Um, however, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There have been seven players who have rushed for 2,000 yards in an NFL season. None of them have ever done it twice. Hmm. Actually, there's eight because uh, Henry did it last year. The others are OJ. Mm-hmm. What's, I don't know what he's up to these days. <laughs> I don't know. Eric Dickerson, okay. Barry Sanders, Terrell Davis, Jamal Lewis, Chris Johnson, Adrian Peterson, and Derrick Henry. Wow. So if he's going to do it, he has to be the first player ever to rush for 2,000 yards two seasons in a row. Well, he's got the extra or game. twice ever. So Right. But yeah, you get the extra game, so who knows? Who knows? I have a feeling the extra game is just going to be... Um, I think most of the guys are going to play in 16 games. What do you mean? Oh, he's banged up. We're going to sit him this week. Oh, okay. That's right. I mean, obviously, yeah. the, well, maybe they won't sit Derrick Henry, but I doubt, I don't think the extra game is going to equate to an, an, a, another full game worth of workload for every player. No, yeah, that makes like, sense. Like, I think, you know, if the Titans get a decent lead, they're going to be more likely to yank Derrick knowing that they've got, a ne- he's got another week. He's got to carry little defenders around on his back right right all right so uh we kind of already did this but predictions for sunday um well i don't know you know how like on uh game day kirk herb street yeah. can't pick the game if he's going to call it are you still allowed <laughs> to predict the game if you're going to be there I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna go out on a limb are you gonna be on the telecast uh well we'll are see you gonna we'll slide see. into the booth with alan chris <laughs> and they'll you get to you get to uh plug your set at flappers. <laughs> I'm gonna go up there, I'll go, Do you believe in miracles? <laughs> uh well we know it's it's uh it's the Rams. Yeah. Bears plus Bears plus seven and a half. They're not you're not giving me enough points to take you're right. to take my yeah. beloved Bears. Yeah. <sighs> not a great uh not a great start, but you know, just think how excited we'll be if they somehow pull this off. Well, that would be amazing. It'll all be worth it. All right. Yes. I'm uh, I'm as sure of, of that as I am that Denny Trejo will be at the game. So that's number one in the books. I probably should have done this at the beginning, but at the uh, if we made it to the end, and who doesn't make it to the end? We talked about this. We talked. You and I talked about it with the movie podcast. I talked about it with Mike. Mm-hmm. The length of these doesn't matter because. People, it's not like people sit down and carve out. It's not a TV show. I got to sit on the couch and watch the whole thing. 
You listen to it in the car, you listen to it wherever. You just you play yeah. it till you get to the end, and then you go on to the next podcast. Of course, they make it to the end. Um, the, I always say the I always say the length doesn't matter. That's right, honey. It just doesn't matter. Don't worry about the length. <laughs> um, <coughs> we're doing remember this crap for the Bears again this year, but we're doing it differently. Oh, it's going to start this week, so I got to get on this. I got to do it. Um, so for those who don't, so remember this crap for, uh, the Cubs is different. That is, we, we spin the wheel and we pick a season. We talk about the whole season to death. The way we did remember this crap for the bears was we talked about the bears and their opponent historically. And so there are a number of teams, obviously the teams in the North, but also the Rams and the Bucks. There are, I think there's only like six games this year that the bears didn't play the team last year. So... How about this for best of Carson? Mm-hmm. You're going to get instead, like for Rams week, mm-hmm. you're getting last year's episode. <laughs> because we didn't preview that game. We talked about all the game, about big games in Rams Bears history. Okay. So I'm going to be, I'm going to cut a little thing for the beginning, but then you can just kick back and relax and listen to Mike Donahue and I talk about great Bears and Rams games. In history, and mostly we make fun of former coaches from the teams that they're playing. Okay. So we'll do that for those games. We do have some special things planned for, uh, like a Packer week and some other stuff. Uh, but you're you're going to get a little repackaged stuff. But I think <laughs> it'll still be worth uh, listening to. So, um, but this the Bear podcast always fresh. Always fresh. Always. We, we do not script it. No. Believe it or not. All right. Well, have fun at the game. All uh, right. Not not jealous that you're going to see the the Bears and the Rams, but I'm jealous that you're going to get to check out the new stadium. Are you going to get a? Do they do? Uh, you'll have to tell us like what food they have there. But can you get a nacho helmet? Like they they fill uh, an entire Ram helmet with nachos. I don't know. I mean, like at, like at Wrigley. I don't know. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah. If they do, will you put it on and take a picture? Uh, no, I'm not going to do the Brett Taylor. If you're the, if this is a Brett Taylor reference. <laughs> yeah, I will not be doing that. <laughs> yeah, I forgot he did that. That doesn't yeah. make it. That's not as funny. Though. No. <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Well, the next time we we meet, we will break Talk down what happened with the Rams and the Bears, and we will preview the the huge the return. Actually, it's at home, so he's not going to go back to Cincinnati, but. Uh, Andy Dalton will be playing against guys wearing the uniforms of the team he used to play for. The big revenge game. It's going to really wait. All right. Well, thanks, Mike. Very good. All right, eh? Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Many of us have herpes. 